2: Hope everyone's safe out there, hearing uh, the North County starting to get uh, pummeled by rain. Not Nothing really here yet at our station, and I think uh, the southern parts of the county aren't getting it as bad, but the, uh, the northern parts of the county are supposed to really take the brunt. I'm seeing four inches of rain from this storm, maybe five uh, to six by the end of the week. That's how much we usually get in a year. Yeah, man. And it's all coming down in a span of three or four days here in San Diego. We just cannot... We cannot absorb that kind of water here. It not only leads to flash flooding, but because the ground is already so soft, down trees in the wind are a very big concern. So be very careful when you're anywhere near trees and the wind kicks up because those things can tip over and uh, we've seen what can happen. So please be very careful out there. Roadways, any other place you are over the next uh, uh, few days, absolutely. Safety is paramount right now. Paramount
3: Woods. I'm still thinking about this interview.
2: You're still thinking about it? Yeah, I'm going
3: to obsess about it for about a week. That's how I do. You did fine. No, I'm not worried about right. me. Just thinking about it. Thinking what it looks like. I've seen guys go off the board, right? Like the Carlos Santana deal over the weekend, five million bucks or whatever. Uh, where did he go? Twins. Twins. Yeah, not that Carlos Santana blows your hair back by any stretch, but... Again, does it give does it give a fan base just a little bit of pause to see? Now, I remember, I can remember some very vivid reactions last year when the Padres bought on the margins at the break. None of those moves got me super excited either, though we all agreed it was probably the right strategy is buying on the margins, not giving up some major prospects to go out and get a Dillon Cease or something like that, that, <coughs> let's be honest, probably wouldn't have helped this team. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you finished a couple games short. Um after a nice little run there at the end with a bunch of 4A players which is wild you had this great lineup all year and then it was the 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 unsung guys came up and really helped win some games when they were uh, out of reach and didn't really mean much but you know i i these are the things does it does it make a fan base feel better to go get an Eddie Rosario and a Carlos Santana my answer i think is yes uh, especially now my answer today as it stands is yes absolutely it makes you feel better. But big league players with big league experience and talent.
2: The goal though is not to make your fan base feel more at ease in February. It, the goal it is it to is, win games especially during the season.
3: Well yeah, but it
2: is it is when you're trying to get them hyped for a season. It is, but to go out and sign someone. Let let's say that A.J. Preller did his evaluation of Carlos Santana, and he goes, I'm looking at the numbers. I think he's due for a giant drop-off, and I really don't think it's worth investing even $5 million in him. Now, I could spend that, and Woods would feel better about our team going into this season, but that's $5 million I might want to spend on someone else, and I don't think he's the right guy. His job is not to make you feel better on February 5th about the team. It's to win games during the season and especially in October in the playoffs. And I, maybe Carlos Santana will be. A star and a playoff hero for the Twins, and maybe he is past his prime. And you know, his twenty-three home runs last year will dry up to like twelve this year in Minnesota. And but they'll all feel like, why did we pay five and a half million dollars? No, that's that's the that's chump change in in the big well, leagues. Well, I it's mean, chump Matt Carpenter's six million last year was fairly chump change in baseball. Would have rather the Padres hadn't spent that on Matt Carpenter <laughs> yeah. last year. Yeah, for sure. That was a move that even if it didn't cripple them financially certainly took up a roster spot and made us think Padres were set at designated hitter. They went out, they got Nelson Cruz and Matt Carpenter, so they didn't go out and look for anybody else. And those were not the right moves to make. So uh, There's also other teams, probably seven or eight other teams, that probably kicked the tires on a Carlos Santana and didn't get him. Padres aren't the only one out there that isn't landing players left and right every single day. There's barely any moves in baseball at all right now. So the Padres aren't on this island where 29 other teams are just die. If 29 other teams and they're announcing signings every day with, you know, two or three teams are making signings every single day and there's a rush of players coming off the board, I feel a little more nervous. But it's been the quietest, slowest offseason. Even here at the end of the offseason, there are still tons of players out there and they will land somewhere. Will some of them, one or two of them, land with the Padres? My guess is there still will be. A player or two that lands with the Padres. Yeah, but you know, you're you're saying for
3: the fan base. Well, the, the the goal is to win games. Do you, in all honesty, think they can win
2: games with what they have right now today? Yes. Wow. I mean, we're always talking degrees. Like I mean, the some
4: di- games like twenty, the thirty, di- <laughs> no. like they'll win some games. They're not a
2: twenty-win team as currently constructed. They're the not one outfielder. They're not the worst team in baseball. No, they have. Even if you had to play Jacob Marcy and Jackson Merrill in the outfield every single day, what, what would they hit? We don't know. It might be 150. It's not like Trent Grisham hit a lot more than that last year. I mean, you're not, you're not that much worse in the outfield that you were in a couple of positions last year when you won 82 games. It's fractions. The difference between a 75-win team and a 90-win team is yeah. 15 wins over 162. You know, the bad teams in baseball, they're going to win 60 to 70. You know, the idea is we just need to fractionally win a few more games here or there, get to like 87, 88, get into the playoffs, and then we've got a chance. So, yeah, I mean, when you say that you're not confident in the team, yeah, I'm not confident in the team winning 94 games right now. I'm not necessarily that confident in winning 86, but they're not they 're not a fifty two win oakland a s team that is one of the worst teams in baseball they got a lot of good players they got good number one two three starting pitchers they got a good bullpen they 're going to win a lot of games with just those players, even if their outfielders went over four almost every night. They're going to score some runs. They're going to win some games. It will be much better if they had a couple of productive outfielders. It would give their lineup depth. It would allow their stars to have an off night every once in a while, and you still feel you might be able to win those games. But they're not a bad team as currently constructed. They're an incomplete team that that needs a little bit of help and a little bit of extra depth, especially in the outfield. Do you believe the Oakland A's
3: have a complete outfield? I do believe <laughs> they that. might. I yeah, think they
4: do. Obviously, I was kidding about twenty to thirty wins. I know, but, but I mean. I'm not going to sit here and say that I think the Padres are better than a fourth place finish right now. If I, I had to predict,
3: yeah, if I have to, if I have to go down the list, I mean, on paper it's a fourth place, which is Maybe. unacceptable. That's unacceptable. You know, you can't you can't finish in fourth place but this year. You again, the can't. difference
2: between. Second, third, and fourth in the NL West is probably going to be three or four wins. Right. You have those wins.
3: You have players that, yeah. that help you Well, get you those.
2: also win a couple of one run games. Sure. You win a couple of extra inning games. That would be nice to do this year that the Padres barely ever I mean, did thir- I think third, at all last year.
3: Third is probably a, a little mini stretch. But again, I guess be patient. We got a week left till pitchers and catchers. We'll see how the roster looks on opening day. We can revisit this conversation then.
2: All right. Let's uh, let's visit the Rindle Report right now. And get things started here with our edition, today's edition oh of boy. the Rindle Report.
5: Now tuned into the mother greatest. Welcome to the Rindle Report. With Paul Rindle. Hi, Paul. All right. Two stories from the world of sports that we haven't gotten to yet. We'll start
4: off in Major League Baseball.
5: And one story that you didn't know you needed. Are you laughing, beyond It's the Rindle Report. Hey, Paul, how you doing? Okay, how are you? On 97.3 The Fan. Are you ready to bless the moon? Dude, I need some help, please.
1: <laughs> that was good.
5: Can I get a hoia? Oh, yeah.
1: oh, yeah. All right. All right.
5: All right. Dude, by the way, some Grammy talk for
2: this me. hour of Ben and Woods, including the Rindle Report, is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Polly? Love the Farmer's Dog.
4: All right, gentlemen, a uh, relatively quiet weekend in sports, at least outside of the stuff that we have already hit up until this point, but I have no shortage of Rindle Report stories for you. It's not going to be the typical sports stories that you'll find on ESPN.com, but we've got some really good audio, and I'd like to start with this. If you were uh, driving around listening to 97.3 The Fan in your car on Friday night, you might have heard this in uh, CBS Sports Radio. This happened here
3: on this, on our station.
4: Yeah. I had a buddy text me, and he goes, you have to go listen to this. So I think it was the Bart Winkler show, and they were taking some calls. Now, we take calls. We try to, if, if you call in, we try to get to you relatively quickly, sure, or at least I'll let you know most of the times, hey, we're actually not, you know, we got, don't do this, we have an interview, like, we're not going to get to calls for another 45 minutes right. at the least, if you want to call back then. More than welcome to hang on, if you like. My guess is that, I think his name was Big Ron. Big Ron. Was a frequent caller to their show. I think he had been on hold for quite some time, okay. because,
5: just listen to this. Big Ron is in Jersey at eight five five two one two four two two seven. Hey Ron, uh oh. Ron? Ron, keep him, keep him there. I'm not. Don't okay. hang up on All him. I would have. I would we'll run for an hour. We'll just go through him throughout the night. We'll Just keep going back to Big Ron. <laughs> My man fell asleep. On the phone. This waiting. poor guy. Uh, Big Ron, you there? No. Well, you know
1: what? He's not guess there. Who's gonna, there. Who, guess who's
5: not there? Jim Marshall, the Hall of Fame vote. No.
4: <laughs> so they go on. They
5: take another call. Uh, because I want to know one way or the other how good this guy is. you got to figure out.
3: Oh. oh, he's still there. He Ron? Still, he, did he stir? Oh.
4: Oh, he's
5: dead Big, Big in Ron? the world. So, oh, the snoring has changed.
4: So they went, what I believe happened here is they just kept on talking. They took some other calls, gave their thoughts on the Super Bowl coming up, and then their producer would just turn on Ron's phone line mid-sentence, yeah. and you would still just hear him.
3: May I rec- recommend a CPAP machine for a nap,
5: But when you're out there for 80 plays... 40 of them are pass plays and you're expecting the ball, you know, more than that. It's just really hard to kind of keep that going. And I think that at some point <laughs> Ron
2: <laughs> how long do they keep them on? 45 mm-hmm. minutes? An hour? I don't know. I, I'll admit, I've I uh, eight, five, five, two. waiting on hold, not for a radio show, but, you know, you get in those phone trees. and You fall asleep hey, while driving. You fall asleep in the middle of a meeting. The next, uh, you know, the next agent will be with you in 12 minutes. Yeah, just, it's like, all right, I, I've fallen asleep before. Is he wearing a headset or something, though? I almost always drop the phone when no, I fall asleep.
3: No, he's probably got AirPods in. Oh, and okay. And he's laying there, I phone's can't on see. his chest.
5: Yeah, all right.
3: Oh, Big Ron. I needed a nap. I Uh-oh. love that. Love it. Uh-oh. In the chat, okay, sounds you? like a chunky Rottweiler <laughs> sleeping. Yeah, it sounded like a, a bulldog with smashed-in face. Of. Oh, God. That made me I love that. That's brilliant.
4: That was funny. Um, elsewhere, yesterday was the Grammy Awards. Yes.
3: God, I did not know my wife was so into the Grammys until I got home, and she just beat me over the head with the Grammys as soon as I walked in the door. And I sat down and watched some of the, the Grammys, and I missed though the performance of the night uh, until I woke up at one thirty this morning and watched it.
4: Yeah, it was a fantastic. Uh, what's his name? Luke Combs yeah. out there doing his version of Fast Car, which had Tracy Chapman like back in the limelight. Kids today like on TikTok. That song went viral, the new song, or I guess the new version. Yeah, and you're covered. like, oh, wait, this song's been around for, whatever, 30, 40 years. And so to see them on stage together last night was uh, was really, really cool. Here. Pause it real quick.
3: So the, the lights were down, and then when the lights came up, and everyone realized it was Tracy Chapman. They ripped up an applause, and then you could see this smile creep across hmm. her face. She's been out of the public eye for many, many oh, years. Like now, nine... Do we know why she's I don't stepped know. away? No. I don't know. I, I really don't. I don't blame her uh, one bit, but um, they went out and they just crushed this thing together.
5: Maybe together we can get somewhere Any place is better Starting from zero, got nothing to
2: lose Maybe we'll make something
5: Myself, I got nothing to prove. You got a fast car. I got a plan. Inside of here, been working at the community store. Minutes to save you in a bit of money. Wanted to drive too far. Across the border so, and yeah. into the
4: city. You and I. It was really well done. I would walk, recommend watching the whole thing if you haven't. Uh, it was like five minutes. The Grammys, uh, I'm not, a, I actually hate award shows. I wouldn't even say I'm just not a big fan. I, I dislike them. But uh, the Grammys are the one that I will watch the most because I like the performances and you get a little bit more, I think, than the Emmys or the Golden Globes or the Oscars or anything like that. But uh, it was entertaining, man. It was really, really good. I enjoyed my night. It's
2: um, it's funny because there are certain stars that even the stars are in awe. Oh of, yeah, and Tracy Chapman seemed to be one of those. I can't. I kept thinking, how nervous must Luke Combs be? <laughs> I know he's a giant star, a huge himself, star, but to have to sing alongside Tracy Chapman. Now you you sang with Sheryl Crow once. I did. Were you nervous?
3: <laughs> I almost asked my pants. <laughs> Gotta imagine. It's- That's a funny story, too. Paulie <laughs> oh, and I were talking God. about it on our way yes. to uh, mm-hmm. Fantasy Camp. Driving out. And it's the Kid Rock and and Sheryl Crow song Picture. Beautiful. And, and I said to Paulie, I don't know what got into me, man, but she was in our conference room and she was sitting there with her guitar player and I was sitting right next to her and I was just chatting her up because it's Sheryl Crow. And I go, I have an idea. And she goes, What? And I go, Let me sing Picture with you and these people will lose their minds. And she goes, she looked at her guitar player and laughed. She goes, "All right," and I go, "Oh, <laughs> we're awesome. really going to do this." Your shot, shot Lord. my shot. My goodness so, gracious! So I was telling Pauly, I go, "Listen to how the song starts. It's all him for the, <laughs> like it's, the whole it's first like two 15 verses, fifteen minutes oh, till she yeah. comes in." So all the conference <laughs> rooms there, and I'm like, "Living my life in a slow hill, different girl every night at the hotel, singing like Kid Rock." And then she jumps jumps in in. she jumps in, but it took like (laughs) fifteen minutes to get to the spot. At least Tracy Chapman started this one and then Rick gets to
2: jump in afterwards. She
3: I should have said, let's just switch verses. You do the first, (laughs) I'll do the second. But it was one of the highlights of my life being able to do that with the great, very, very, very incredible Cheryl Crow. But yeah, that was a great performance last night.
2: Uh, Joni Mitchell was one. Yeah, who was, that was cool. uh, they were all in awe of Joni Mitchell sitting there, and
3: I read
4: um, afterwards because I was I was watching it live, and I noticed that the in memoriam segment they had Stevie Wonder performing. Yeah, I saw a little and bit I go, of that. My God, that was like. 30 minutes, it felt like. It actually was about 20 or 20 minutes or so, uninterrupted, no commercial breaks, and they did their whole in-memoriam. I thought they did a really good job. Speak,
3: speaking of in-memoriam, we need to hit it next, Yeah, let's do actually. it next segment. My next last, segment. last
4: story is a little shout-out to his family. That was a brutal loss over the weekend. Yeah. All
2: right, it's we will uh, We will take a timeout. We'll come back, continue with the uh, Rondell Report. The shout-out all coming up after a check of traffic. Don't go away. It's 97.3 The Fam.
1: You get a fast car.
2: Don't forget, tune in to kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, uh, Fridays tune at 7. what? Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. You Give it You're having up. a rough up. Monday. A little bit.
5: Yeah.
3: A little bit.
2: Yeah. It's Monday. It's rainy out there. What does that have to do with it? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
4: we're indoors.
3: Yeah. We're not in the rain. <laughs> Battling the elements Everyone here. Everyone likes to blame the rain for everything. <laughs> <laughs> don't know, I'm freezing. I just keep stuttering my words. <laughs> Dying right now.
2: Uh, it is brought to you by uh, Casamigos. Uh, brought to you by those who drink it and Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. We're not battling the elements. Is one of the lines of the day. I'm like a field goal kicker <laughs> below freezing temperature. <laughs> with the wind. <laughs>
3: Uh, we will be in three weeks out at spring training, <laughs> that I promise you And
2: then you won't be as, as surprised if I am <laughs> all over the place on that
3: Monday uh, You have no idea what I'm bringing I'm bringing, <laughs> I'm going to look like a Sherpa <laughs> I froze my ass off last week We so bitched cool. about it so much they had to bring us jackets <laughs> Yes, It was so effing cold this it'll, it'll be 90 yeah, since we're going a week 90, later exactly so. <laughs> right Oh my god, that was so good Oh, It's fantastic, man Fantastic! Yeah, Lisa says, uh, maybe you didn't sleep. You were tossing and turning all night with your jealousy from losing the golf tournament to your friend, your dear friend, Matt Chanella. Talked about that early in the show this morning. Still jealous. <laughs> you got to get rid of your envy. It is one of the seven deadly sins. It's the only one I don't have is envy. That's the one I do not have at all. I'm not envious at all of anyone. It's the only one, though. The rest, I'm guilty. You've got the the rest of them. Greed, lust. What are the other ones? Sloth. Sloth. (laughs) I'm definitely... (laughs) Gluttony. Guilty. Had three VG's donuts for breakfast yesterday morning. Pride. Three. Pride, definitely. But
2: envy doesn't get you. It doesn't get me. I'm just... I'm not... I've never been an envious person. I... I'm happy for you when you succeed. I'm, I'm not overly yeah. biblical, so when I try to think of the seven deadly sins, I immediately try to think of how Kevin Spacey killed everyone in, <laughs> right. in seven. seven.
3: <laughs> Read them to me out loud again.
2: Uh, there was uh,
3: cool. greed. Guilty. Ah, I'm not super greedy, but lust, I have a little bit.
2: Yeah. Gluttony. Yes. Sloth. Come on. Pride. Yep. Envy. Envy. Wrath. And okay. wrath is the other one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know I got the wrath. I got no wrath.
3: I think all you have is envy. I, I really think that's wrathless. all you have. A little greedy.
2: I can be gluttonous at times, but ever since your SD fat SD fat lost. Lost. I've, I've lost a lot of the gluttony. Yeah. I try not to be slothy. I mean, I get tired. Lust but... is
4: a new one for him. Yeah, that's
3: new. Yeah. It's just it's, it's just... just reared its <laughs> ugly head. <laughs> <laughs> Pride? <sighs> no,
5: not really.
2: Yeah. Oh, I stay away from most of them. Yeah, I subscribe yeah, to them. most because you know, in the end, you want to live a virtuous life. Yes, we try and uh, and go somewhere nice after you pass away. Very which is imperfect. where we hope.
4: I mean,
5: I oh. the open right. And I really hope we can see more unity and more peace when already things are so difficult. So. Shout out to his
4: family. Oh, real quick, we we did this uh, at the end of last week for somebody. Get now, but it was uh, our
3: friend Tom that passed. Yes, yes.
4: and had a listener DM me, and he goes, "Hey, I love the show. I listen every morning. You guys play that uh, this clip with some DJ every once in a while. What is that? Having to explain to him what the actual background behind that story
3: was. Yeah, it was uh, when when.
4: it was a fundraiser during COVID. Yep. So nobody there. You could watch it on streaming. Correct. And it was David Guetta on top of a, of like a rooftop hotel in something. Miami yep. or something. And it was right after George Floyd was killed. Correct. And he did the – so he like you could hear he had an idea, like a direction he wanted to go. And, and then hear mid, him... mid-thought he goes – so uh, shout out to his family.
3: Right, and the the thing was is it was I think it was also Martin Luther King Day that day that he did it.
4: That's not in it's, June. When is that? It was in June. Was it in June for sure? But he, he, he he
3: invoked the memory of Martin Luther King Jr. and somebody tweeted the way I saw it was said, "Well, guys, relax. David Geta just ended racism <laughs> right there," and I. <laughs> Died. I showed it to these guys. I was like, all right, maybe we do that when somebody passes away. Because it's so uncomfortable. What do you say when someone passes away, right? Shout out to his Shout family. Shout out to his family. Just keeps it easy. Simple. Shout out to his family. Got a message from... Um, but it's the
2: beat drop right after. The beat drop really is what du- kills you. It's a bit dis- disconsonant with the sentiment that Correct. he's trying to express. That's
3: exactly right. And uh, I actually got a message from uh, Tom's widow, Katie, over the weekend. And she said he would have loved that. And can you send me the clip? Because we have really enjoyed uh, your your homage to our friend Tom that passed away. And uh, I said, yeah, I'd be happy to do it. Polly sent it right over. And, um, yeah, that's, that's why we do it. Certainly not meant to uh, disparage anyone ever. No, it's the
4: only way we know how to do it. It's the
3: only it? way I know how to do it. I want it at my funeral, just <laughs> so you know. Like, But I want David Guetta there,
4: <laughs> just nah, so you know. See I can do. It. I'm going
3: to shoot for the stars, Polly. <laughs> yeah, this was a bummer. Came down uh, Friday afternoon, kind of right after we got out of here, got home saw the uh, the great Carl Weathers had passed away, and I was so bummed. Aztec for life. Aztec for life, Carl Carl Weathers.
4: 76 years old. 76,
3: still looked fantastic, and the first thing that popped in my head is, man, that dude took real good care of himself, and 76 felt a little bit young. What's in store for me? And uh, I just I was really bummed out to see that news. I, a, he was a great actor. He was funny. He was he could poke fun at himself. He was all of it.
2: I saw someone list Apollo Creed as one of the great movie villains of all time.
3: I never looked at him as a villain, but
2: I just don't know that he qualifies as a villain. He was certainly a, an opponent and a foil a, a for foe, Rocky. Yeah, but he was never unlikable. In it, even in the original movie when he was the main opponent. And obviously, as you went, you know, later on, he became the rallying point for Rocky in the movie series. But he was always, he was always likable. You know, he was kind of the Ali figure of that movie series. And he was terrific. Yeah. Even recent years, he was on the, uh, that Mandalorian show. Uh, He had a, he had a role there in the Star Wars universe as well. So, um, yeah, that was a, that was a tough one this weekend, especially.
4: I was reading this morning. He's actually was scheduled to be in a Super Bowl commercial yeah. this year with uh, Gronk for FanDuel and FanDuel I guess has said that they're going to redo it manipulate the campaign a little bit change things up so that it's at least done tastefully but yeah the I saw the commercial it's out there you can go find it it's you can't really do that anymore
3: Yeah the uh, other one that got me Friday probably didn't get you guy Ben how were you affected by the uh, passing of the the late great Wayne Kramer from uh, MC5,
2: I um, I got over it fairly quickly. I, I would imagine yeah. that
3: you did. Wayne Kramer was a revolutionary. What's MC5? It's a band. Okay. Uh, I just learned a about punk it. Punk band out of Detroit. Uh, and without without MC5, there's no Rage Against the Machine. There's not. There's none of that. He was one of the most influential uh, people. And guitar players of all time, uh, their their biggest hit is is "Kick Out the Jams." And it, I mean, I think we had it on Bumper Music for a while. Um, it's it's it was a huge huge loss in music. Saw a lot of uh, uh, people, you know, tributes pouring in that day as well. Wayne Kramer, rest in power, my beloved.
2: All right, uh, that was the Rinal Report. We've got some tickets to give away right now. If you would like to go see the Padres play a spring training game in Peoria, Arizona, at the Peoria Sports Complex, we are giving away a pair of tickets right now 833-288-0973 fifth caller wins but you'll also be qualified for the grand prize drawing later this month of a Southwest Airlines gift card and a one-night hotel stay, just to kind of ramp up your experience. If you don't win, you still get the tickets. You can still go on your own. It's all made possible by the Peoria Sports Complex. Visit PeoriaBaseball.com. Of course, spring training now less than a week away. Call now to win, 833 288 Back with our final segment. Get you ready for Annie and Elston coming up here on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Congratulations to Caesar! Was the winner of the Padre spring training tickets and entered into the grand prize drawing for the Southwest Airlines gift card and the one night hotel stay as well. Listen, all week we're going to continue to give away tickets, and then uh, Annie and Elson will have tickets next week, and Gwen and Chris the following week, and then we'll draw our and then grand us prize for winner. One more
4: week, oh and wow! And then the contest will be nice.
2: All right, so. Got that one in twenty chance at the end of then winning the uh, the grand prize drawing.
4: Caesar watching on YouTube. Shout out to him. Hi Caesar. I uh, heard the whole family when he found out he won. Everybody was very happy.
2: They also say that I looked like Stew from The Hangover.
4: <laughs>
3: I
2: can okay. see that. I don't have the missing button, the the tooth. The tooth? Yeah.
3: <laughs> if I knocked your tooth out, you would look a lot. Please like don't. let
5: just...
2: I don't like it's
3: going for the, to the dentist. For well, I, it, you have some Stew qualities too
2: yeah is that a positive thing?
3: I mean, it depends on the way you I think they're positive,
2: good, yeah, he was the more responsible of the group, right well,
3: but then when he went when he went, he went and he woke up with the missing tooth and right. you know got married to Stripper. a well got married to a dancer. I mean these are all <laughs> things that are feasible in the next six months or so. <laughs> <laughs> you just never know you just never know what could happen
2: okay, um well. <laughs> I can tell you that there is uh, one Major League Baseball team has been active in more moves this morning. I'll give you one guess as to which team it is. We will get to that after our last check of traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. Uh, surprise, surprise, it's the L.A. Dodgers, who've actually made a couple of moves this morning, yep. including one that was uh, just announced, that they're re-signing right-handed pitcher Ryan Brazier uh, out of the bullpen had a 0.70 ERA over 39 appearances, two-year a $9 million deal, according to the Insider Reports. Uh, the Dodgers also made a trade with the Yankees, sending Caleb Ferguson, the left-hander, right, yes. uh, to the Yankees in exchange for Matt Gage. Uh Part of that deal, haven't seen the finalization of that one, but a couple of Dodgers moves uh being talked about this morning.
3: Yeah, uh it's it, the Ferguson to the Yankees deal surprised me cuz the Yankees just dealt Wandy Peralta. <laughs> well, he was a free agent. Oh, that's right. He that's was a right. free. Agent. He was a free agent. I was going to say. So that's that's how they replace That production, then, Wandy Peralta, now a San Diego Padre. I thought he was traded. No, I guess he wasn't traded. So, yeah, he was their primary lefty out of the bullpen, and now Caleb Ferguson will uh, take that role.
2: It was also reported over the weekend that uh, Gavin Lux is expected to be ready for the start of spring training after he missed uh, all of last season with that spring injury. Was that against the Padres? In spring training, In spring training, yeah, Yeah. it was. And then uh, Blake Trinan is also... Uh, approaching his return, and they think he could be back in the Dodgers bullpen. Super. So this is superb. everything coming up blue this off season for the Dodgers. Yeah,
3: for now, for now, we as we know, you know, you can you can spend a lot of money to improve your team, and it doesn't necessarily translate to wins on the field. I do feel like that team is going to. I do feel I said it about the Padres last year. I thought that team would roll out of bed and win a hundred. I think this team. Can actually probably roll out of bed and win 100.
2: Now, if you're a Dodgers fan, you can't gloat about winning the offseason, right?
3: Well, we were told that you can't do that.
2: After last year, a, couple a couple of couple years of, of Dodgers fans telling Padres fans, you can't gloat about winning the offseason, right. their I, I don't have, think you should hear it from any Dodgers fans now.
3: Their narratives have shifted a lot.
2: But they've won the offseason. They, no, yeah. no doubt. Oh, I mean, if oh, you no. were picking the team that won the Major League Baseball offseason, I think you might get a unanimous selection around baseball.
3: Well, we'll have to take our... Off- the Yankees
2: got Juan Soto. But well, we we'll
3: have to take our off-season winner uh, banner and ship it up to L.A. because they yeah. have absolutely won the Oh, off-season.
2: yeah. I mean, they got Otani. They got Yamamoto, Yamamoto. They got Glass now. Yep. They added some depth in their rotation yep. with um, Paxton. Yep. Uh, they've reloaded their bullpen. They're getting healthier all over the board. Uh, they're still talking about bringing Kershaw back at some point. Yep. Um, yeah, they've won the offseason. Congratulations to the, I think we can call it, even though the offseason technically still has a a week left, the 2023-2024 offseason champions. Yes. That title goes to the Los Angeles Dodgers. Good job. Well, congratulations. Congratulations! Padres welcome wore that mantle last year. Yeah, welcome to the club. And now the Dodgers have taken over the... Uh, the rains as off-season champions in Major League Baseball. Yeah, that's and I, exactly right. I can only wish them as much success as the Padres had oh, with their off-season championship. Because I, I'm magnanimous I, that way.
3: Uh, yeah, I hope. I hope that the you have the exact same <laughs> results with your off-season
2: banner, my friends. <laughs> Good, but they've congratulations! They've, yep. they've done it. They have won it. They did it. They're just—it's overkill at this point. Every other move and signing they make now is is pretty much unnecessary. You've already won the off-season title. Well, I feel like no need to do anything else.
3: I feel like, you know, I feel like that there's still there's still moves to be made and I think, you know, we, we talked about it earlier Benny, the the Padres are not the only incomplete team in baseball. No. I, I do feel like they are the potentially the no. most, yeah. Really? I feel like they're they're the most incomplete team as far as teams that that allegedly are going to compete for a playoff spot. You know, I'm looking at, at what St. Louis has done. They've added a ton of... Now, who knows if they'll work out, right? But they've added a ton of arms. They've they've gotten, I think, a little bit older. They've revamped some things in St. Louis. Um, think about the teams. I, I will say the Mets still feel like kind of an incomplete team to me. Um, Steve Cohen, really, it's been a pretty quiet offseason for them. Um, but I think that the teams that you expected to make some moves, I, I, I think that as far as having a starting outfield done, the Padres, I think they have the most holes.
2: I mean, in the sense that like, I mean, the like Colorado Rockies players. probably have an idea of who right. all their position players are going but to be. But they're not also expected to compete. Right. We're but expected to compete. Without being complete, yes.
3: Correct. Out of the, all the teams that you expect to compete, who's the most incomplete team? The, I think we raise our hands.
2: The good news when it comes to that is even though the Padres have the biggest question marks in the outfield uh, and maybe at the back of their rotation, it also gives them the opportunity that if, if they do find an answer, whether it be from one of their younger players or they do make a late move that hits, you go from nothing on your expectations. All of a sudden you've got something to go along with what the rest of the roster looks pretty good without those you know, absences, the, the rest of the roster looks absolutely fine. You know, six, six of the position player spots, the top of the rotation, the bullpen, all look absolutely playoff-worthy competitive. So we're really just talking about a couple of spots in the lineup, a back of the rotation. <laughs> we're well, talking about like a third of the lineup. A third of the lineup and a back of the rotation. And if you find an answer to those questions, somehow, you could be a really good team. Honestly, you really could. It's hard to find those answers at this stage of the off season going into spring training.
3: Which by that logic would, would mean that you're not in for but a very I'd, good season. I'd
2: rather have looking for those answers at this point than have nine perfectly mediocre players sure. who aren't gonna do anything. Hey, we don't have any question marks. Every position is filled going into spring training. We are going to be a highly mediocre team this season. Yep. Padres have a little more variance.
3: There's a lot <laughs> of variance. I mean, there is you I was thinking about it this morning. You know, what's Campisano going to do with a full season? Can he stay healthy for a full season? Is he going to continue to hit, you know, like, like he's capable of hitting? Is Jake Jake Cronenworth going to bounce back and have a big year? Is Hassan Kim going to keep ascending, you know, improving every year? Manny Machado going to round back into form. Xander Bogarts, I feel fairly confident about, is going to have a good season. I think Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to have a good season. I think Joe Musgrove and you, Darvish are... are Many question marks, but very small question marks at this point. Michael King, I'm excited about. Excited to see what he can do. I like the bullpen, but other than that, is that is that?
2: Well, that's a good place to start. It's a, I mean, a decent there will place be, to start. There will be days this year where Musgrove will throw well, and Tatis and Machado will homer, and the Padres will win seven to one, yep. and they will they will be able to compete and beat anybody. But right now, you're also feeling like oh, there might be days when. Pedro Avila is on the mound or Johnny Brito is on the mound and he gives up five or six and you know, you get nothing from the outfield and no, oh, Manny went over four and Tatis went one for th- went for three. Yeah. And he lost six to one. Right now you're feeling like there's going to be wild swings just based on. You know who's hot and who's on the mound on certain days. The consistency doesn't look like it's going to be there. But there'll be days where the Padres look really good. No You're now going to have to find a way to minimize those days when you oh, don't look good.
3: Those are the days that killed us last year because the the 14-1 blowout. You know that, that Oh, led, they had a lot of days they look good last. That year. <laughs> led to the run differential conversation that we had over and over. Um, you know, those are that's why they well, had such a, ba- a know, good run differential. And,
2: and I would happily take that again this year. Those blowout days, and give me those close games the other days, and find a way to win them instead yep. of losing them. Last year, the Padres either won by a blowout or lost, or lost by one run yep. or two runs for most of the season. If I would take that right now, if you're going to tell me that every you know every week Padres play six games and they're going to win two of them by blowout and the other four are going to be close, yeah, that's a great that's a great way to have a really good season. Now, when you lose. 70 those close games you end up having a really bad season but most teams are going to win about 50 percent of those and all of a sudden now you're winning four out of six every week you're a terrific team so i will take that i think that you just have there's the possibility of more days where you're not in some of those games because of the back of your your pitching and the back of your lineup is not allowing you to compete (laughs) a couple of the days a week like you were last season
3: Hey warmest congratulations to a uh, well he's a former Padre now Blake Snell what? uh is having a he's oh. having a
2: baby.
4: Yeah, yeah. I saw that.
3: He's going to be a dad.
2: Is he a former Padre until he signs somewhere else or, or is, is he, he, he Yeah,
4: yeah. Is he's still he's a, a free, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. Well, now he's a Padre for life.
2: Now he's a Padre forever. <laughs> but until he actually signs somewhere else.
3: Did anybody was anybody surprised by the name? I didn't see the name. No, you didn't. I didn't either. He twi- he put it on his Instagram. Oh, I missed it. K-A-E-D-Y-N. Caden?
2: Caden.
4: K-A-E-D-I-N
2: or Y. D Y N. Caden. I believe it's a boy. Well, I mean, when you're a strikeout guy, you need to pick K. a K name you have to, to start, I think. It's brilliant. Because you could do C-A-D-E-N, but there's no way if you're a strikeout pitcher, K. you're going to spell it with a C when you could spell something with a K. Yeah. So that makes sense. Yeah.
3: Kaden. It feels like Kaden Snell. Feels like a first round draft pick, if I'm being honest. It sounds like a first round draft pick. Really tie his does. right
2: arm behind his back, make sure he's lefty. <laughs> no at question. At some point. Ooh, Jesse with a joke, he said it should have been Walker.
3: Oh man. Oh, Holy geez. crap, that's good. What did, I'm surprised you didn't think of that. Walker Snell.
2: Well the Dodgers already have a they Walker. They have a Walker. Walker Bueller. Bueller. Yeah. But well, congrats.
3: <laughs> congrats to him and uh his 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 uh girlfriend. Um, should be a very well dressed pineapple would have been an interesting yeah. pineapple smell. <laughs> pineapple, little, little drip god, little drip god, Caden. Oh, he's
2: gonna have all the baby shoes. Oh, he's
3: already, in the picture. He was holding up a pair of
4: Travis Scott <laughs> baby, Travis baby Jordans or
2: something. I was like, and oh, him
4: and Haley both had Travis. Paul, Smith. you
2: had a, a successful shoe weekend. I did. No, I saw your successful shoe weekend.
4: Another pair
2: of white shoes for Paul. <laughs> I only have one pair of white
3: shoes. Really? <laughs> Two pairs. Uh, that's funny. That is funny. Oh, man. Says the guy that won't spend more than $14 right. on a pair of shoes. Well,
2: I just know that I can't keep white shoes clean. I mean, Paulie takes care of his shoes better than I do. That's true. Yes. So he can actually own pairs of white shoes. Let's
3: uh, tease what we have coming up tomorrow. Oh, uh, yeah, looking forward
2: to this. So uh, Padres pitching coach Ruben Niebla will join us tomorrow at 8.35 uh, as he gets ready to head over to spring training in Peoria, Arizona. We will chat about the Padres rotation, the bullpen, some of these off-season sessions that we've seen uh, Niebla taking a part of with uh Joe Musgrove, Yu Darvish as they uh, as they continue to get healthy, we got a good report from Mike Shilt on the health of both of those guys. Full off season has been just fine even though both had injury questions going into the off season. They've looked good. We'll get uh the word directly from Ruben Niebla. And can we say what we're going to do or is that not something that we can say after the can. show? I think we can. Um uh, we're going to have a, an update for you from the uh, grand opening, the ribbon cutting. Of the Padres' new pitching lab, uh, in conjunction with PLNU and uh, the added technology that they're going to have to work with their players with the full, with the little you know the nodule motion what, sensors whatnot. that they put on and and can really break down all the physiological elements of being a baseball player should be good uh, health-wise, performance-wise, just stepping up their game in terms of technology. Yeah, so. we got
3: to go. They're cutting that ribbon in like 30 minutes. Yeah, we
2: are uh, heading there next. Uh, Annie and Elston coming up next. I think it's Elston today uh, with Annie doing her dinner tonight, but she'll be back uh, later this week. For Polly, for Woods, I'm Ben. Have a great Monday from all of us here at ninety 97.3 The Fan. Be safe out there.